Welcome to another episode in the same day of <laughs> the Until Next Time podcast with your host, Goody Gabor, the most supportive friend on the planet. And I am Tanika B. Love, the most toxic right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you're toxic, but you know, I think, well, no, I'm lying to you because. I know you toxic because when I be in my toxicity, <laughs> Tanika be laughing and she be like, she don't be like, nah, D, don't do that. She I be encourage like, it, right? She be like, <laughs> that shit is funny, D. So um, <laughs> the reason we're here, like we we just recorded and both episodes are gonna go up at the same time. Um, but we wanted to give the listener the opportunity to take a breather if they needed to and get another set because we went it we went hard on our current events i don't even think yes. we, i don't even think we knew we were as passionate about the things because when we did our pre-show um sync we were like yeah we're gonna talk about this and we're gonna talk about that and then we started talking about it we were like and the way <laughs> we we was getting in so i didn't i don't think we uh anticipated we go that long but we did and now we're here and now i'm gonna give tanika the floor and the support i'm gonna pop in to ask questions i'm gonna pop in to add color when i see the need to do so Um, okay appreciate it and the floor belongs to you tanika beloved okay um in our previous episode we talked about starting the podcast we started it the end of october um, in recording those episodes and listening back at them, you know, one of the things that I did disclose is that I was going through some relationship problems. Um, it was in a, I was in a space where I was uncomfortable. I didn't know where I would land and I really wasn't up for saying too much. Um, were you not up for saying too much or was saying too much um, potentially dangerous? At first, it started out as me not really wanting to say too much because, again, um, I didn't know where I wanted to go with the issues that we were having, if they were resolvable, if we can move forward. And, of course, you know, when, you, when you're with someone that you love, you don't want to shed a negative light on them. I'm very private. I'm, I'm an open book, but private at the same time. So I really believe that when there are things that are going on in your relationship that are not very becoming of your partner or yourself, then um, sometimes you work behind the scenes to try to rectify that. Um, one of the, the reasons why I am speaking out is because, you know, I've included you all in my dating process. I've included you all in um, me choosing a partner. And when things were going good, I also included you all. So it's only fair um, for me to disclose the honest truth about what's been going on in the relationship and where I am now. So I think what Tanika is saying 
is we watched her carry the baby. We watched her announce she was having a baby. <laughs> we wa- watched her play with the baby, but she ain't show us the baby face. And we <laughs> earned the right to see the baby face because we've been here the whole time. That is absolutely the truth. So with that being said, um, the end of the year started out as I didn't expect. And me and my partner um, separated. We went our separate ways. However, the nature of the breakup, it wasn't amicable. And so that's where all the problems started. Um, I was very taken back about the events that happened because it was something that I never expected. I never expected to go through it. And I never expected to, for him to be the one that I would experience, would experience that with. So um, talking about it, was foreign to me it was it was uncomfortable and um confused I was very confused feels like you're still not comfortable talking about it no it's comfortable I'm going to talk about it absolutely because in order for me to heal I must reveal and um in order for me to move forward I must be able to speak about what has occurred what what transpired is not going to um break me it's it's going to help me help others from my experience in learning so maybe we can lead this off by you asking questions since you're so privy to all the information and i can answer honestly um so when you got into your relationship do you remember what I told you before you were getting into the relationship you told me a hell of a lot so in this one instance I said Tanika you are a healer and you are a life coach Mm -hmm. and when you are a healer and a life coach home and love cannot be with someone that needs you to use your professional services. Right. Did you heed that warning? No, I did not heed that warning. Um, Cause one, <laughs> I'm a healer and I, I, I can't discriminate. And of course the person that I love and I chose, I would, I would think because I have the ability to understand what he was going through, it would it it would have been better for him to have someone who really truly loved him and understood him to be be there for him in that manner. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying anyone who has met and had a conversation with this gentleman will understand 
why Tanika decided that this was a relationship that she should and could be in because upon meeting him there's charisma Mm -hmm. there is warmth and there is a level of joy and in those initial phases even though I had given her the advice I had given her I totally understood her position when she was like fuck out of my face with all your advice so well (laughs) that's because we wind up being like friends first and so we really the whole shebang you know right disgusting because I if y'all listen to the brunch shower because it comes from then too Mm -hmm. I am not a sap and Tanika was becoming more and more sappy as she became (laughs) more and more as she fell deeper into love right more and more sappy and you know i was like no but i don't do it i'm, I'm gonna say I, this no don't do it it was oh fuck i'm gonna be out here being unsappy <laughs> by myself because i understood I, I need people to to know i understood because i too have been in love and i too have met this i i i, I too am a healer to him a, co- a life coach spiritual life coach but i too am a coach i got it i totally got it but i didn't want to be the only one because everybody all of my homegirls was falling to or or cupid's bow everybody was in love last year cupid couldn't catch me don't run gingerbread man but all of that to say this it was beautiful to watch you fall in love and i believe we did have a discussion and you could tell me if I'm wrong, if I I just made the discussion up or if we had it later. It was good for you to feel like you were able to be in love in that manner again. Because what happens to women mm-hmm. is we give, give, give. And even though we will love again, we are not sure that we can love with the same amount of depth that we loved in the past. So a part of this tell me if I'm wrong or rather was a part of this you being happy that you could even get that deep with somebody again I was ecstatic that I could um I like I said we were friends and I felt it felt like home of course since my marriage breakup um and divorce in 2018 I've dated, fell in love, but I was able to walk away when it didn't serve me. This relationship was a little different because we were great friends. Um, I felt like home when I was with him. I was most comfortable. I felt at peace. I, I, I chose him after dating several other guys I chose him because he was the best fit for me unfortunately what I realized is um and actually you pointed this out Goody um when it started to fall apart one of the things that stood out was can 
your friend be your partner? Yep. Was he was he capable of being your partner? Because it's a lot that comes with that. So and that's where I believe um, it all fell apart because the expectations. You know, when you, when you're friends with someone, you see how they live, you see who they are, you're excited about it. You see all that comes with it fun. because you're not in it. It's fun, right? But when you're in it and you're living it, it's different. And a lot of um, insecurities and balances um, came into play. There was a lot of anger, a lot of um, mis- misleading information that could potentially hurt me in the future. And, and so how it started to fall apart was based on a lie, a lie that he told protecting himself from a story that he has to tell, right? I can only tell my story. But what what I can say is this lie caused for me to be alarmed because it broke the trust. And then in approaching him in regards to the lie, he didn't want to talk about it because it was something that he didn't want to address. But when you're in a relationship and you have a partner and you're talking about um, a future, these are the things that you have to talk about. You have to be able to talk about the hard things. And this was a lie and it broke our trust. It didn't, it, it wasn't a lie that could have broke us. It was the trust that was broken that would have to be rebuilt. And because he was unable to be accountable for the lie that he told, the actions after were extreme and aggressive. So taking a step back to me telling you that you possibly, I do need my mate to be a friend, but they can't be friend. Like I have a lot of male friends and None of them could date me because when you're hanging with me and I'm talking my shit and I'm in my bag and I'm in my toxicity, this is why the, my page don't get all of my, uh, my page don't get all of our episodes where I'm staying. <laughs> I'm trying to find love one day when I finish with this ice box where my heart used to be. But that's my <laughs> point. By virtue of who I am when I'm with my friends, if I were to date any of them and none of them find me attractive enough to date um, but if I were to date any of them I imagine that there would be echoes of the person they hung out with in the back of their mind that would always make them say so wait a minute is she going outside to be all fuck shit or is mm-hmm. she going outside to hang mm-hmm. and I was her friend and mm-hmm. I'm her man now so these other friends that she got are mm-hmm. they trying to be her man too? And what right. the fuck is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> Where's she trying to go out? Uh, so that's the the you know that's going to be the inevitable insecurity that comes. Even the strongest man 
is going to be like, well, I'm with her now. So my male friends want her because, you know, she didn't think I wanted her and I wanted her and now I got her. Now right? I got her. Mm-hmm. So now I don't want nobody else to get her. So is that one of the things that started happening? Throughout the relationship, yes. Um, You know, it's so funny because a person can love you and adore you for who you are, but they can also not like you for the same reason. Yes. (laughs) So, um, because I am a woman that has a lot of male friends, in order to date me, you really have to be comfortable with that. You can't just say it and try to get through it. It's really not going to work because I am involved and they are involved. So when um, it started to become, you know, I have issues with this person because again, we grew up around the same area so we know the same people. So you knew I had these people in my life while you were my friend. So not when we start dating, these people are a problem and I'm supposed to leave them alone because you have a problem with them. And you never even disclosed that before we were even dating. So that's one thing. Um, so that, that happens, but the reason why I told you that you can't life coach a, a lover mm-hmm. is one key thing if someone looks up to you for what you do for a living not all but most will feel like they are not good enough to be with you because they look up to you right i don't want a man who looks up to me i want a man who looks across at me and sees me as an equal the first thing that someone who does not believe they deserve you will do once they get you is try to make it so that they deserve you try to whittle you down to their size to their size absolutely and tell me your experience with that because I'm going to tell you after you tell me my experience with watching it happen my experience was um during the time where when it started to fall apart um, and now he has to be accountable for his actions his rebuttal was to make me out to be the person that was the problem so he never wanted to take ownership of that Um, it was just everything started to become a problem in in the relationship and um, it wasn't on my end it was always him feeling like he was not good enough for me no matter how much I tried to speak life into him and and I understand and I understood and I'm not going to sit here and say that he was bad or he was all bad I know the place and where all of it is coming from 
I'm not trying to make excuses for it now. <laughs> I have and endured a lot of suffering trying to make excuses and trying to protect him. But when you haven't, and I'm speaking of him, when, when, when he hasn't done the work to believe himself of the trauma that he's experienced in life because he's been through a lot. I mean, if you hear his story, you would understand some of his anger and some of his pain. But when you're not willing to accept help, acknowledge that you need help and want to do the work to become a better version of yourself, then your trauma and your pain is always going to keep you in a suffering state and it's not going to allow you to function in any relationship in a healthy manner and this is not just my relationship with him it's his relationship with himself and his relationship with everyone else do i believe that he is genuinely a person that has love in his heart that he's that with work he can be a great person absolutely he's talented he's gifted um i've seen him feed the homeless i've seen him take things take clothes off his back give his last so it's not a question about who he can be it's just who he is now okay um so my perspective watching the whittle right mm -hmm. so y'all would get into arguments and so first of all we start this podcast in october and i talked to tanika i talked to tanika a lot and i started to know that Tanika didn't want to be as open, honest, and transparent as the woman that I met. And the reason why she didn't want that, there are so many reasons, um, but she didn't want to betray a trust. And he knew this, right? Yeah. But bigger, well, what he did with what he knew, from my perspective, the outside looking in, was he leveraged that to try to um, whittle her down to size because there would be arguments they'd have where she was trying to hold him accountable for the lie that he didn't want to discuss. And often when somebody doesn't want to have a discussion or an argument, they'll try to detract and they'll try to say something to kind of confuse you so that they can wiggle their way out of the discussion. Right. One of the things he started saying was, and hey, you supposed to be a, a, a life coach. A life coach, yes. Um, I, I, did, I became the person that didn't know how to be his woman because right. he felt like he was always on the couch. When someone is always having 
an emotional issue or emotional response to everything, you're going to always feel like you're on a couch because you don't have control over your emotions. Right. I like I think of that like if you think of something like you can't keep a light bulb on all the time without it eventually going out right Mm -hmm. so there would be this you're supposed to be a life coach and the first time in the first argument he said it Tanika laughed but there did come a point where Tanika was looking at me and saying what is this I'm supposed to be a life coach and right there and right then is when I was like, yo, T, you got to get out of this. Because you ain't even you anymore. Like, we not have the same kind of discussions that we would normally have. That's that's for the protection. Right. But now, you sitting here and you talking to me and we do the same thing. And you help, by virtue of the kind of people that Tanika engages with, she's helped so many more people. Right, because I already told God, don't send them to me unless there's, if there's somebody else they could go to. Hell, Tanika, Tanika is probably, probably helped, telling them to go to me. <laughs> correct. Tanika has probably helped people that I told God that I'm, if they got somebody else they could go to, <laughs> don't send them to me, Lord. Send them to somebody like Tanika. So I, I know, I've seen the work she's put in. I've I've met the people that she's put work in. I've heard the people speak about the life that she's, um, you know, poured into them. And she's talking to me and she's like, yo, but I'm supposed to be a life coach. What is this? And right then and right there, I was like, oh, oh, you got to get out of this. You are second guessing who you are, the very core, the very fiber of who you are. Yeah. It, it became a, a time where I wasn't confident. Um, our breakup was December 3rd. And from December 3rd until actually a few weeks ago, it has been nothing but hell. Literally. Literally. Um, there was a lot involved police had to be called I had to wind up going to court to get an order of protection um so many people were involved that I would have liked not to have involved them but unfortunately these are his actions and what was happening through the whole process is him trying to beat me down to the point where he attacked my entire being all because he was hurt and none when of it had to happen all he had to do was be was, like you know what? I lied <laughs> I don't know why I lied well I know why I lied. I lied because I didn't want to lose you but what is it that I need to do to fix this that's That's all he had to do. But the kicker was after he lied and I approached him about the lie. He didn't want to talk about the lie. And then so many things happened before he left that by the time he came back to talk about the lie. Now we have to talk about everything else that happened. Now we got to discuss the disrespect. The disrespect. The The, the, anger. No. (laughs) Hilariously, y'all, while Tanika 
is not being who she is and not talking. My man is on the horn calling everybody he could call. <laughs> he he getting on the line to call everybody he could call. <laughs> he wanna he wanna get everybody on his side and make thing. me. And, and it, you know it, it boggles my mind because I'm sitting here with her until the next time I have I get because you know we call this until the next time because we we are busy in our real lives. But I'm sitting with her. And we not talking about the thing. Mind you, before we even get on the microphone, we having a two-hour discussion. Mm-hmm. And we get on the microphone, we talk to y'all. And then we get off the microphone. And there's so much that's left unsaid. But my man is on the horn. My man is telling everybody everything. And it's everything. not even... But and it's, it's not, not the truth. truth. It's <laughs> not even the truth at that. And then another reason why I say you cannot date someone who puts you on a pedestal, right? Women will walk around and they want their man to put them on. I don't want to be on a pedestal because the first in I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes. And the first time you make a mistake, you tarnish their view of you. Absolutely. And and that was one of the things I pointed out. I was like, you know what? Um, and this is the truth. You can be a queen 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 until you make a match then you are no longer a queen you become every bitch every everything else but who you are so this is the thing that I want to hit home because it was hell um there were points in times where I was like if I call Tanika and Tanika ain't answer the phone, I'm already putting my shoes on to to go over there and see what's up because there were times where I was definitely afraid for her life. And the reason why I was afraid for her life is when someone who puts you on a pedestal and builds their world around you feels that they are about to lose you. And they're right, they're about to lose you. Right. Because they running out of the gas that they they running out of gas. Like you cannot keep up. You can't keep up with who you needed to become to even get to this place. And you're running out of gas and you're running out of hope. And that's where we enter the danger zone. And we entered the danger zone early. It was from the beginning. So like I said, from December 3rd until about two weeks ago until two weeks ago I have been going through hell I have been harassed disrespected um like we were literally scared to even have this discussion because it was like okay what happens after we press publish right and so where I am is um, I have to continue to live my life throughout the I'm gonna I'm gonna say this throughout the whole process throughout this whole thing I I personally was not afraid everything that I needed to do I did because I needed to make sure that I protected myself and I needed to make sure that the people that I love knew that I was doing everything to protect myself and that also protects them. So 
we enter this place where, you know, Tanika was, you know, she's like, well, why the hell is this happening? Like, why? How, how did I even get here? Get here. Because theoretically, if I didn't know who I was, and if I wasn't so strong and um, my knowledge of self, he could have broken he could have and that is the sad part because although I would like to think that it was his trauma and his pain that was controlling him a part of him because he's so broken wants other people to be just as broken as him so that he doesn't have to like so he doesn't feel alone well one so that he doesn't feel alone but the work the work that he started doing because he just started doing work it's exhausting and it's tiring and the only way to stop doing it is if you don't have to do it anymore and the only way to not have to do it anymore is to remain broken and the only way to be to continue to be broken around a whole person is to try to break them also hurt people hurt people um it was touch and go there Tanika was never scared and I know that for sure she is a very protected person spiritually and literally however desperation is what scares me the most and the day and age where you know we are all holding even though i can appear to be very sane we are all holding on to whatever sanity we have from the past three years we're holding on we are holding on while we pray absolutely and i want to talk about what when all of that was happening what it was doing to me as well because it was taking me back to a space that i worked so hard to come from um most of my actions were were really geared to protect me honestly um i come from the streets i know the streets very well um there was a time that I lived by the street code. And it was a time that I really didn't give a fuck. And that person is still in me. And he was bringing that person out. And it was getting to the point where I wasn't scared for me. I was scared for him. And what I would do to him to protect myself. So all of my actions was to protect me from myself. Um, But then, again, from the outside looking in, there were weeks of depression. Yeah, weeks. Uh, Weeks of depression, anxiety, um, sadness. I woke up with a lot of sadness. Sadness because I was hurt. 
I was hurt that someone that I love that said that they love me would go to great lengths to try to hurt me and destroy me. I was sad because I still love this person and I still do. I can't sit here and say that I don't. I still love this person, but I love me more. I was sad because I know that somewhere in that person is a person that wants to do the right thing. And I know that sometimes the brokenness doesn't allow for that. And in his case, it's not. And um, my depression came from me not understanding how could someone who say they love me say and do the things that they did and how me being the professional that I am and being a life coach to be in this position because theoretically I was a victim. But because I know who I am, I wasn't traumatized to the point where I couldn't climb out the darkness. I understood that I knew that I had to go through it in order to get through it. But I didn't realize how long and how much it affected me. I'm strong, but I love heart. And with him, I let down all of my guards. I really saw a future with him. I wanted a future because felt like home. It's hard out here trying to meet new people, get to know new people, get to feel comfortable, allow yourself to be vulnerable. And then now see how negatively it can impact me if it's with the wrong person. I'm not going to say that I regret ever being in a relationship because I don't. Um, it allowed me to be stronger. It allowed me to see my own strength. It allowed me to really know that I know who I am because again, this could have broke me. I would never say that my ex-husband was a good person or that he had any love in him. Whereas this person, the circumstances is different, even though the outcome is the same. I, um, I want to, because we ain't gonna beat this dead horse. Like 
a synthesis of what happened is you found love. It felt right until it didn't. It got dark. Then it got darker. Then it got darker. And darker. But you had people in the gap supporting you, family, friends, anyone who truly knew you. And I want to thank everyone. I, I want to take the time. took those phone calls. Oh my gosh. All night, every night. Um, and not even for me, but you know, a lot of the phone calls. I want to I, I wanna thank everyone who knew me because again, um, you know, he tried to assassinate my character and the people that I love that matter knew better and um, supported me and encouraged me. And whether, whether it was, because there was a time that I was going back and forth, I'm not gonna lie, you know? I, I, I went through a lot of, of the suffering that I did go through because I did go back and forth because I did want to, to, to see the best in him. I wanted to believe that there was that opportunity for us to recover and and continue to grow. I wanted to believe in that. I wanted I wanted to validate my love for him. You know, and I allowed my love for God, my love for him, my ability overlook my ability to see the best in everything I allowed that to cloud my judgment into cutting the ties sooner and that was a lot of my depression a lot of me hurting was not understanding why I couldn't let go. So you said your husband and your ex were two different people, two different situations, same outcome. Are you aware of the power associated with being able to walk through any darkness and come out on the other side? with a light and a story and a testimony because when you 20 when you ended your last relationship it was a different time mm-hmm. it was a different circumstance and a different type of person so you can can tell people how to deal with a narcissist right and that was a story you could tell all day long Absolutely. we know narcissism <laughs> <laughs> and this was not a narcissist. You are now armed with the artillery to help people. Like this morning, I was um praying because you know it's Easter Sunday. I was in deep reflection and I heard the question: How do you detach? How do you detach 
when you are still emotionally invested? Want me to answer that question? I know because I'm <laughs> going to detach. And yeah, you're going to answer the question, but I need you to understand how this could happen to you. This is a different story to tell. And I imagine there are a host of other people you will be able to assist because there are going to be people who are like, hey, this hurts, but I do not want to leave. And you are now armed with the story to say, you can only, you, you, before you could say, yo, I know how to leave a piece of shit alone. Now you have the story of, I know how to leave love alone when it's not the right kind of love. Amen. That's how you ended up here. And what you showed yourself is that you're not going to watch patterns repeat without breaking them. You're going to recognize the pattern quicker and you're going to get the fuck out. You're not going to chill. You're not going to chill. In the yeah, moment. you'll never get 17 years out of me. <laughs> you'll never get five years out of me. You'll never get two years out of me. We were together less than a year and um, I had to make the choices. And again, it wasn't a choice. And, and I'm going to say this. When you're when you're making a choice and you're forced to make the choice, it's a lot harder to accept it than when you work through it and you make the choice willingly on your own. I was forced to make a choice that I didn't want to make, that I needed to make. And so because I didn't want to make the choice, I didn't stand on it when I did. I made excuses and tried to find reasons why I should give this a second thought. And I think a lot of it was the true fear of being right back of where I am now. Back out there in the field <laughs> with oh. the caliber of men that's out there, knowing that, um, I, I don't want to spend my life alone without a partner for the rest of my life. However, I would choose to if this is what a partner offers. True. Um, with regard to what's out here, the caliber of me, because, and you know, man, I don't want y'all to hear this and think that we're bashing y'all. We are women of a certain age, right? We can't, we can't date potential anymore. And if you are a man and you're still single and you're out there, there's a reason why. And if we're honest, brothers, y'all haven't done the work and y'all are just starting to do the work that we had to start doing in order to assure that our children would be healthy. So we, uh, collectively, I don't care what men say about women the black women specifically we are today who we had to be and a part of who we had to be was healed not all of us but a good a, a good portion of us we are healed because we have done some work that we could not avoid we had to do work that was necessary in order to even be able to breathe facts brothers y'all are just getting into this work 
and I applaud you, but I need you to understand that women of a certain age don't have the time to wait for you to finish doing your work. So when we say that the caliber of man that's available for us to date is 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 bleak, that's what we mean. Yes. Now personally, I would rather be at peace than to be in the penitentiary because anyone disrupting my peace is going to put me in a position where I have to go to jail. So we're not saying that y'all are trash. We're just saying that y'all got some work to do. And if you were honest with yourself, you know you have work to do. And the ones who started to do the work, because the work, you see, the first year, the second year, the third year that you start doing the work is the hardest years. And that's the most, those are the years where you are the stickiest to deal with because that's the, uh, your wounds are being revealed and you are raw and your emotions are out there. It's going to be a while before y'all who just started doing the work or should even be dating anybody. Right. So when you hear us say the caliber, it's not that y'all are trash. It's just that y'all are not ready. Especially for two people who have been doing the work. Especially for two that people who the work. You know, it's difficult for others. But for women who have done the work, who've been doing the work. You never stop doing the work. But we're so far ahead of we're just in the maintenance stage where we don't have to work is hard we just have to monitor maintain be mindful practice discernment right so this was you know this is why we haven't been as regular it wasn't just a matter of us blowing y'all off but we did name this the until next time podcast because you know we both kind of intuitive so we probably knew without knowing that there was going to be a a time where we couldn't get to the the microphone as we would like to um it was scary for me even though Tanika wasn't scared for herself I was scared for her there have been lessons learned here as a, a person watching I have learned that I've learned how to support oh you have supported me so there were days that I did not know what or how I was going to get through the day. And just your conversations, um, your enlightenment. And I, uh, let me tell you, that's growth because I'm a judgmental motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, I've learned to be able to stand and support my friends and understand their perspective and be empathetic. So I've learned that. I've learned how to support. I've learned how to shut up. I've learned when to speak. Um, I too see how a good man, just because a man's good, don't mean that he is um good for you, right? Because I, I watched this. This dude is not a bad dude. Yeah, well, and right. that I think that was the thing too. Every it, everyone else was trying to support me, but they were also trying to support him because they loved him. Y'all loved him. Y'all loved him and at one point loved him for me. So we've learned a lot. Um, It's been a lot. Hell, I'm not quite sure what happens after we press publish. (laughs) My advice to 
the young man should he hear this is like worry about yourself bro um worry about I'm gonna yourself. say this if if you know one of the things that he was concerned about was me telling my story me speaking the truth and trying to tarnish or bash him this is nothing to tarnish or bash you this is me telling my story my experience i'm not telling your story however anyone who gets involved with me or or is in my circle know that at any moment i can talk about it and write about it because i have an open book if you wanted you know, a good story if you, you wanted exactly you should have provided the experience that's one and two you cannot ask for um protection from your story you can't pr- ask for- when you're not protecting me you can't ask for protection from the truth when you're willing to uh slander and lie and lie um, yeah because you the, it, it, it will not be granted it will not be granted um there's no more protection i don't think you're a bad bloke uh I don't think even if by some I mean it's resurrection day right Um, even if you were supposed to be reborn and represent yourself as somebody who's done the work um, I don't know that you're good enough for tea I'll just say that and I don't know that I would advocate for that but I know that you don't have a snowball's chance in hell Unless you actually get to doing the work consistently, not for her, but for you. No, there's no chance in hell whether you do the work or not. There we have it, folks. There we have it. Um, thank you for sharing, T. Uh, now the next time we see these folks when we go live. Yes, <laughs> it's on and popping. I'm back, y'all. I got it out. I aired it out. I'm good. I'm still healing. You know, I'm still working on finding that peace that I once had. You know, there are sad days um, still. But I am looking forward to focusing on me, pouring into me and filling my cup. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you have any questions, you can always um, reach out. You should have no questions. I think we've we've been as transparent as we're... um, (laughs) You know, somebody may may need to know how how did I find the strength or what did I do or what happened and what steps do they need to take? Because I've learned a lot through this process as far as domestic violence and the protection that women have. And um, I've learned that there's some work that I need to do in that area as far as advocating um, for women and getting protection. So again, I was put in, I was put in a situation so that I can learn to be a better service to you. And I am just here getting ready to go so I can watch Escape. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched not one episode. It's only six episodes. If you ain't doing nothing, you could get into it. Okay. Well, I'm going to work on getting into it because I'm tired from 
hanging out all weekend. Yeah, listen, man. Look, man. This this motherfucker been outside. Looking forward to some more outside. We gotta be outside too. We got things to do. All right, folks. That's all we got for you today. Goodbye. Until next Y'all time. On what Tuesday? Yeah. Wait. Oh, Tuesday at eight. 